women have figured out, you're absolutely right. We are stronger together because if we don't take care of one another, nobody else is. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. I'm Angie Scott. I'm here in person with my co-host, Barb Carey. Yeehaw! Together again. We're going to make a habit out of this. Uh, that would be awesome. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with her in Nashville and me up in Wisconsin or wherever I'm touring around, this is a rare occasion, so it doesn't happen very often. Yep, and uh, we're here with a really cool guest that we just met. And we wanted to have her on the show because we think she's going to be pretty inspirational to a lot of people out there. But we've got Tarika Witty. Yes. Oh, Tarika Witty. Right. Yes. Oh, 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 <laughs> a great start. Yes. Tarika, welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure Podcast. Thank you We're so, so much. We're so happy you agreed to be on the show. Thank you. Thank you. So I... I- saw you on Facebook or something a few years ago, and uh, I think we were in some mutual women um, anglers who fish tournaments or something. And So give us your story. What's your story about your life as an angler? Uh, it is... I love my life as an angler. Uh, actually, this is my second career. I did 22, almost 23 years in the Army. I'm retired. Um, I'm married, and my husband and I reside in Louisiana. And I, I uh, retired from Fort Pope. And so my husband, back in 2006, 2000, yeah, 2006, 2007, he got me in the fishing out of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Um, we went into this little bait store, and the guy automatically, ladies, went and started talking to him. And so my husband was like, oh, no, you need to go talk to her because I don't know what you're talking about. You're talking a foreign language. And so um, they came over and talked to me, and I joined a club up there, and I started fishing, and I was been hooked ever since. And I got the one of my best birthdays ever was in Missouri at the Bass Pro. I got to meet the late and great Penny Berryman. Oh. And I was, I don't know, I was done. I mean, she was so inspirational to me, and... I don't know, you guys. It was just, I think I loved her as soon as I met her. I spent the whole week weekend at Bass Pro talking to her and getting to know her. And it was just so amazing. And so ever since then, I've been just fishing. I, we went on deployment and came back, and here we are, fishing. So do you actually fish tournaments? Mm-hmm. And with what circuits are you fishing? Um, I, well, I used to fish on the Ladies Pro Tour, um, LBAA, but now I don't. I fish locally. Um, I fish with another group of ladies that just started their tour, um, Tri-State, um, out of Louisiana, Texas. Um, they're in Mississippi. They have a club down there. I fish with them. And I also fish against the men. I fish the Dodge Ram Series, and I fish BFLs. And I'm the only lady boater in both of my divisions on the BFL and the Ram Series. So is that kind of uh, one of those things where you have the boat and then co-anglers draw and they see that someone that you get a co-angler in your boat? I want to know what that's like when they dry. Is that, are they acting all, oh, dang, are they all excited or how does that work? Um, in the beginning, it was because when I first started um, down in, in uh, 
Southwest Texas, uh, Southeast Texas, um, Sam Rayburn in Toledo Bend. It used to be everybody was so terrified to, to have to get in the boat with me. But um, I remember um, this guy, his name is Stephen Johnston, and his dad was fishing during that time. And every, you know, if you're in, in that area, everybody knows Stephen Johnston and his dad. So I drew his dad. And we fished all day. We had a good time on the lake. When we came back off of Rayburn, he got on stage and told everybody, hey, she drives better than some of you guys out there. She said, he t- and after then, everybody, I never had any more issues with being on the water with guys. I will fish when they fish, and I'll stay on the water until it doesn't matter to me, rain, snow, ice. I'll be on the water. When those guys are out fishing, I'm one of the few ladies, probably the only one in my division that's out there fishing. I don't have any drama on my boat because I've been there so long now. I have a reputation. My reputation is I always am nice to people. And so I feel like if you're a positive person, positivity comes back to you. Sometimes if you don't want to speak, that's okay. It's your loss because you're not going to take the smile off my face. So I enjoy, I just, I don't have that kind of issues. Yeah, awesome. Now, did you, when you first started doing that, did you start off as a boater? Okay, so you started off as a co-angler. Yes, yeah, I did. Okay. Um, I had, when I first started, um, I started off in the back of the boat in Missouri. Um, there's uh, some more friends, um, Ricky and Travis Clemens. They were again at the Bass Pro Shops and I started fishing with them and I started fishing off the back of the boat and I'm telling you ladies let me tell you what happened this was so cold one day the rod lockers we were fishing um I believe it's Truman Lake the rod lockers froze the next day we couldn't get in the rod lockers we it was so cold we had to vote to see if we were going to go out on the water and of course me being me i raised my hand they said hey show of hand who wants to fish so i'm the only female in this club this bass club and they're like you know kind of like you know we really don't want to fish but since the girl raised her hand let's all we got to so i raised my hand i was like yeah and so we went out fishing i'm telling you i drew travis Mert. travis had a ranger and travis and i were really good friends and travis always had uh deer jerky in his boat and this particular day it was so cold we had to fish for 20 minutes put the rods down and get in front of a little propane heater and warm up and then get back up and fish and stick the rod in the water so the rod guys were freezing up it was so cold i'm telling you i thought my teeth were going to come out of my head it was so cold and one of the guys in the middle of the day we heard later that he went back because he had like frostbite or something he had to go back to the boat i mean go back to the ramp it, i mean it was miserable and i caught my first um bass it was like uh i think it was five something six pounds but i won big bass at the tournament oh, awesome and i'm telling you i've been hooked i don't <laughs> And that's how that's how I started on the back of the boat. I mean, I had a I've been really blessed. I've met some really great people along the way and God has really been good to me. He's really smiled on me. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm thankful for where I am right now. So that was a perfect segue. Where do you want to be? <laughs> Honestly, I want to be known in this sport as a person that bridged the gap between all women of all ages and all colors. That's what I want my legacy to be, to be that person that bridges the gap. Well, that's a good goal. 
you know, we're all kind of on the same page there. You know, I think that um, there are, you know, in this industry, when you're working with a, a, a big group of women, and I work with several large groups of women, and I think I see the tides changing. You know, I think several years ago, you know, it was, there was only room for one or two and so they were kicking and scratching and clawing their way to the top and kind of over the backs of their sisters but I see that trend is changing and I think that you know the the models like we talk about we're better together and if she can do it I can do it I think that is really kind of growing quite quickly and uh, I see you know women really realizing that we are stronger together and uh, hopefully, you know, people like you and, and all, a lot of the other gals that we work with, you know, are those people that are saying, hey, we're in this together. Absolutely. And there's a spot for more than one person. So, you know, it doesn't, it's not a competition. You know, even when you're tournament fishing, I think that, I mean, we have people that are, you know, helping each other out with their boats and they have problems and stuff. And I think there can't be enough of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, in today's, um, I see a lot like um, where I am on Toledo and Rayburn. And I don't have anything against the young anglers coming up, but it seems like a lot of them have missed the class on boat etiquette. There's, um, when you see them on the water now, it's me, me, me. And it doesn't, they don't care who they have to step over, like you said, to get there. And women have figured out, you know, like you said, the tides are turning or, or changing, but women have figured out, you're absolutely right, we are stronger together. Because if we don't take care of one another, nobody else is. I, you know, like we were talking earlier, we're at ICAST, and I get to view the new product showcase every year. And I'm telling you, there is... Not a lot of things for women when you walk into the new product showcase. These companies, you know, we've got to band together to get these companies to start building things and making things, especially apparel for us. Not stuff that's, you know, flimsy and that's walk-around stuff. We need stuff that's durable and that's going to take care of us as, as like it takes, like, the apparel takes care of our counterparts because I can go out there right now in every rain suit out there. None of them are built for us. And there's got to be stronger together. Absolutely. We have to band together as women and start to say, hey, companies, you guys have got to start looking at us and our needs because our money spends just as good as our counterparts. And we're spending a lot of money. Women are spending a ton of money. In yes. Sport, and it's getting more and more all the time. And um, the few times I see brands come out for women that are just exclusively for women, one of the things I find is they have they realize they have such a... Uh, a market because there's no competition they just they're so expensive yes absolutely and, and so it's pricing half the the population out of purchasing them whether they would work or not some people just can't afford to pay that much money so they're they're going to be fishing in the guy's stuff because that's what they can afford but you know if they got the designs right in the price right they would sell them like hotcakes yes and i'm a firm I, i'm one of these women i don't think every woman likes pink because i'm that woman i don't i don't like pink 
But everything that comes out specifically for women, it's always pink. I don't understand why we can't have more colors than pink. I mean, I'm not knocking that. I mean, to each his own. But I, I, me, I like lime greens and blues. And the reason why I like those colors because those are natural colors. Green is for the earth. Blue is for the water. I'm a fisherman. That's how I think. So you want, and you know, and I just, there's so many, there's so limited stuff for us that we can barely get into them before we get into the market we're already out of the market you know and i think that's a sad state for the fishing industry as a whole to be that way because they they've got blinders on they don't see anybody they don't see any women in this sport other than the ones that stand on the bank and i'm not one of those women that stand on the bank watching my husband go i'm the person that's on the water all time of day you know from dusk from from morning to night and i think there should be apparel and things out there for me yeah well i i'm excited because you're in the southern region of the united states which is where i'm located i'm nor i'm from minnesota so i grew up where barb is up in wisconsin and i'm kind of grew up with that climate and it's totally different down south I've found and so I, I'm excited to talk to so, another female angler in my region because um I, and somebody who's in bass clubs because I'm I'm the only female currently in my bass club in Nashville and I'm a co-angler I'm on the back of the boat right now <laughs> but I'm fixing to pretty soon be a boater good for you so um you know that's, that's gonna be interesting the guys in my club are amazing though they're all super supportive of me and what i do in the podcast and all that so that's that's been really cool to see but i haven't yet gotten plugged in with other women in my area there's just not any groups that I've been able to find. Quick side note, since the recording of this episode, which wasn't that long ago, I've started a Women Anglers of Tennessee Facebook group. So if you're listening in that area or know anyone who might be interested in being a part at a grassroots level, please join or share. We need more of these groups in the South so we can connect, support each other, and learn from each other. We're better together, so let's make it happen. Go to facebook.com slash groups slash women anglers of TN. And I'll also put a link to that in the show notes for this episode, which you'll be able to find at thewomanangler.com slash 72. Thanks. It's really far and few between. The only national group is the LBA. But if you don't, if you're not, you have to be ready to go out on tour and travel and leave your family. You, that's something you have to be ready for because even though the tournaments are spread out, you know, I found that when I was on tour, life was completely different. Um, you know, I practiced by myself. I stayed by myself. I did everything by myself except for when tournament time came and I would have a co-angler. I preferred it that way because I had spent so much of my life in the Army sharing everything that I just said, once I start fishing, I'm not going to share my time or my space with anybody until it's time for a tournament. I like the peace and quiet of being on the water by myself and running around and this and that. So it, it becomes a different life for you. And yes, there are going to be some bumps along the road. It's never, it's not been a bed of roses for me. You know, I've had, um, I've been in some places where like, I'll give you an example. You can have sponsors today 
meet my situation. I've had sponsors that I've signed contracts with, and in the middle of the year, they'll disappear. Now, whose fault was that? If, if I go into a situation and I'm professional, you expect the other person to be professional. So you have to be prepared for letdowns because they're going to come in all shapes and forms. They're going to come. But you know what you do? You stay positive. You, you continue to take one step at a time. And, and if this is something that you want and you truly believe in it, no matter how hard it gets, you still keep plugging along. When people knock you down or companies knock you down or say no to you, because me, I always go in with the assumption that every company is going to say no. It's when they say yes, you're like, oh, wait, you said yes. Let me, wait a minute. You know, I always, I, and I'm the hardest on myself. I feel like um, you have to work hard for the companies in order to, 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 to have longevity with them. And, and here's another example. Spike It and PowerPole, I've been with them for nine to ten years. Those were the guys that gave me a chance. So I'm one of these people. I'm loyal to those particular brands because they've been loyal to me. And in this sport, loyalty is hard to find because just because today you got such and such on your jersey, you know, you'll, you can walk out here. You'll, you'll have a company on your jersey and then you'll go look at another booth. And that same company will be at a, at a rival booth. That's not loyalty, you know. So I find that women, we have to be specific about the things that you want and the things that the goals that you set. So by you moving in to be a boater, know exactly the things that you, we all want a whole bunch of things, but get the things that you need first. You know, get your rod sponsors, get your line sponsors, get your battery sponsors, get your, your engines, get all those things that you need. Because in the long run, those are the things that's going to keep you on the water. Those are the companies that's going to keep you on the water. And sometimes, you know, having a jersey full of sponsors don't mean nothing. It don't. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you got more work to do. Yeah, it, people don't realize that part. You know, everyone's all, oh, I want to, and and I think what's happened in the industry, and you're probably seeing this too. You know, I've been in the business for a long time myself, and now, you know, whoever has the most followers on Instagram is suddenly the new pro. You know, whether they know anything about fishing or not. Yeah. And so th this is how the pro the pros are kind of getting watered down. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and in in the they'll do it for nothing. So the companies are getting the same exposure and not having to really pay anything for it. You know, they do it for a hat and some stickers and a patch on their shirt. So I think that's really kind of changed the industry I've seen in the last five years. And it's done it. It's done it. It's it's gotten. You're absolutely correct. I mean, now it, the industry's sponsoring high school fishing. N not that there's anything wrong with that, but let's 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 think about this. I can the, I'm I'm a company. I can sponsor a high school tournament team and get what? They get 10% off or 20% off, and what do they get? Free publicity that entire school. So yes, the industry is becoming watered down, but you just got to know which companies. Like, when we come down here, when we come to ICAST, we don't, I don't, you will very rarely see me introduce big-name companies. Those guys are going to get all the advertisement. But it's the mom-and-pop stores 
that I try to interview and try to get acquainted with because those are the people that need the most help. They don't have media. They don't have a lot of them don't even do social media. So I try to introduce those companies to my the people back at home. And I try to find companies that let's say um have a that people can afford. Not everybody can afford a $40 lure or a $30 lure. Not everybody can afford that. So you have to think about your audience. And me, I try to think about the average person. You know, if they're going to buy something, okay, a bag of baits, 12 15 If I spend $30 on a bag of baits, am I going to the lake? That person's not going to the lake because they don't have gas. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I try to think in those terms. You know, we want to grow the sport. So the average lady... She's got a family, she's got the kids, she's got a job, she's got to go home and cook. So when does she have time? So it's up to people like us to say, hey, hey, girlfriend, I found this bag of baits over here from this company. It may not be a well-known company, but the baits are just the same. And it's for 10 or $20 less than what this company that somebody you know this name brand company and that's how i think to the people that follow me and ask me questions that's that's the kind of advice i would give them yeah yeah gotta be practical yes it's easy to go broke in this sport i know that (laughs) what kind of boat you run Um, i'm running a 2019 falcon f215 uh, with a mercury 250 that's what i run yeah that'll get you there Yes, and I'm running lithium batteries, uh, Li3 batteries, so a company right here in Florida that I've been with for six years. Nice. Yeah. So what are some of the favorite bass? T- let's talk techniques here. Let's give some of these gals some fishing tips from the pro. What, what is a couple of the top techniques you would suggest to new anglers that are, are really going to put more fish in the boat for them? Um, let's see, I started out on a Carolina rig. You can just drag that behind the boat. Um, I love a Carolina rig. Um, I like a Cinco. Um, I like to flip and pitch. That's probably my favorite thing to do, uh, other than a Carolina rig. And I will throw a crankbait, but most of the time when things get really tough, I'll go to a Carolina rig. I think a Carolina rig is, um probably one of the things you can do there's no fuss no muss um and you don't even have to be a genius on a carolina rig you just gotta hold on yeah. <laughs> pretty much um yeah and i and i pretty much fish a lot of soft plastics i'm i love fishing soft plastics um i will fish a frog this time of year but i think when i first started i mostly did a, a carolina rig and a texas rig you know because of where i am but I know in Tennessee, you guys do uh, shaky heads a lot. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people use shaky heads a lot. I haven't. I've done it a couple of times. My go-to has always been the Senko. Uh, yeah, I just, that's just, I'm, I have the patience for it when it comes to fishing. <laughs> Don't always have patience, but I can be patient when fishing. And um, I just seem to have a lot of success with that. So that's kind of my go-to. Now we've been fishing the Ned Rig quite a bit, and I've been having a lot of fun with that. So that's kind of... I'm a, I'm a fan of Ned yeah. also. Yeah. I like it, but I guess for me, where I am, I would, let me tell you, I would 
much rather be flipping in that thick grass and cracking that. I'm telling you, I would just, I just love the sound of that. I mean, I, I, I just, I like that. I like when you set the hook and it feels like you've got, like, Godzilla on the other <laughs> end. <laughs> so uh, you're such a good resource for people. Now, how, how can people follow you or get a hold of you if they want to contact you or ask you questions? Or how, how can we they follow along with what you got going on? Um, you can go to my Facebook, uh, Tarika Whitty Fishing. You can go to my website and send me messages, um, TarikaWitty.com. Um, where else? I'm on Instagram, Tarika Whitty Fishing, um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But most of the time, uh, Instagram and my website. Um, and then, of course, if you look my name up, you'll see my phone number all over the Internet. Because <laughs> my phone number is everywhere. Well, we'll definitely put links to that in the show notes. And, uh, you know, I just want to commend you. You're an inspiration, a role model to a lot of a lot of people. And I look forward to seeing what the future brings for you. Absolutely. And I look forward to, you know, us getting some, some time on the water. Yeah. That's what we need. We need yeah, some time on that, the water. That'd be cool. Let's make it happen. Yeah, we need cool. to do some time on the water. We can go out, do videos. And you guys can, because I'm always available to travel. I got a tundra, so I like to travel. Oh, <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah. You ever, now, if you want to ice fish, I'm the one you call. No, I'm not ice fishing. We're not ice fishing. You need to go south. <laughs> Says the gal from Louisiana. No ice fishing. The only ice you want is in your cocktail, That's right? That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we will be back next week with a whole new show. Thank you.